0: Hello, and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders amateur men's section. I hope you enjoy the show. E-land. E-land. Here we are for episode four with. Mr. Lewis Stedman, last year's vice-captain, and as he's going to tell us, a new role this year. What's the new role this year, Lewis? (laughs) Don't be bashful.
1: (laughs) Uh, I suppose as um, vice-captains graduate um, this year, taking on the role of captain from the tremendous and uh, irreplaceable Liam Madonna, I must add, Um, I don't think a better man could have been chosen to lead 1871 in the first three years of our inception uh, and yeah big boots to fill so very aware of that
0: Congratulations! how did it come about when did you first find out that Percy Mark Percival the, the first team coach when did he decide upon it when did he let you know
1: yeah so it was a week ago a week ago today um, started training I normally tried to arrive a bit early anyway because uh, those of us at the club are all too aware of my back issues and I c- quite like hey, the back rub Um, But yeah, I was down early Uh, Purse came up to me Started telling me about Skips uh, Like, how he's Struggling for time to dedicate Obviously his new baby uh, Work, just being busy And (laughs) Skip himself happened to actually turn up 20 minutes before the end of full time uh, The the Saturday before Uh, So yeah, said that he doesn't feel Like he could move forward with the captaincy Uh, Just, I guess, one too many Tasks on on his plate uh, so how would I feel about taking it on? Um, yeah, it was, it was a surprise because I still, I still call him Skip. You know, Liam's been a great captain. I have so much respect for him, so much admiration. Um, and in my eyes, he was still a great leader to move forward, move this club forward in the following season. Um, but obviously, you know, it's a great honour, uh, and I've really actually learned over the past twelve months, I'd say, just how much this club. And rugby means to me. Um, so now to get the chance to lead lead the team forward, hopefully for a few seasons at least, um, hopefully for a few promotions, a great honour. I can't wait to get started.
0: Because two days later they announced it to the squad. Yeah. because course, 8th of September there was other news dominating the, 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 the headlines. It <laughs> yeah, wasn't quite discussion. the biggest news of the day,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, how, how did it fit into the whole thing? How, how, it, how did you go down with the rest of the squad and the team? Yeah, that, that was
1: really nice actually. Um, so, Skip. Liam gave a great Great speech About why he couldn't Move forward with the captaincy And how Many leaders How rightly so There are many leaders In the squad now Than there were Three years ago um, And yeah Really heartfelt Moment uh, And then handed back to Purse, Who then announced me As a new captain uh, Yeah and it was a nice moment for me Because uh, I got a big round of applause And You know it's always nice to feel The love and respect Of your teammates uh, So I hope people think I'm the right choice, and they're excited to get behind me and to to move the whole club forward.
0: Now, of course, Liam, he's uh, traditionally he's been a hooker, he's been second row recently, a big burly, <laughs> yeah, did hooker to so second row. <laughs> uh, you are one of the flying back three, fullback or winger traditionally. Um, how are you going to compare uh, your leadership style? How's that going to compare to his? What's going to be similar? What's going to be Slightly different,
1: yeah. It's an interesting one because I was thinking about that actually um, over the weekend. Because even, I mean, even in the back line, say you're nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, you're still quite involved in the thick of the game. Uh, and my one thing I think is great is you know, captain leading by example, particularly in defence, setting the tone. You see them putting in the big, heavy hits, and you know you can't really do that fullback. Uh, obviously, you know you're the last line of defence. So if anyone breaks through, I can kind of be like yeah i'm there for you guys now putting in the last ditch tackle um but yeah that is difficult so i think i'm gonna have to do a bit of allocating some defensive leaders to set the tone of that regards um but one thing that you know i've never really shied away from was talking on the pitch um that's probably why i got made vice captain it's quite ironic because um i was i was probably thinking about giving up rugby uh and this be three years ago now? Um, coming into that season that was broken up by COVID. Uh, 2019 you know, Twenty nineteen, yeah, Uh Injured all the time. Was sick of it. Uh, had spent a bit of time traveling to further clubs. Being injured, not in, not enjoying it. Uh, kind of wanted to do other things with my free time in life. You know, I'd just I'd must have been working. I'd been working full time for two years by that point. Two years out of uni. Uh, kind of discovered that it's one thing being a student uh, and then having training with all that free time and another thing working you a know, full time job and then having to go to training on top of that and spend your Saturdays playing um, and, but I'm also guilty of being a bit of a yes man so when 1871 was formed I was kind of half in half out uh, for the first few months and then one, one weekend I just see my name VC next to my name on the team sheet Uh, which Paz didn't even actually chat to me about uh, but I was just I was like you know I guess I guess that's me for the year but even then moving to Hackney um yeah Yeah, in my mind yeah because obviously I'm an Eden boy born and bred been lived here all my life bar three years in Manchester at uni uh played at this club since I was five years old um but in my mind when my older brother and I signed for that flat in Hackney that was that was kind of it that was it I was over over and out um and it was only, to be honest, through the pandemic and one of the first things that you could do legally was rugby training. That I was like, you know what, it's a decent enough excuse to get out of my house, I might as well come down and make the pilgrimage. Um, and even going into the start of last season, I mean, those in the squad are probably sick of hearing me say this now because it's a story I like to, to tell to inspire some motivation. But um, going into the start of last season, it's quite embarrassing to say it out loud now. But I just didn't really care. You know, I didn't. uh, Was mainly training once a week. Um, Was available on the Saturdays, but wasn't shy to go out on the Friday evening for a game day and have a few too many pints. uh, And turn up on the Saturday with a bit of a sore head. Um, And I look back on last season, and although however frustrating it was at the time, That run of Game Week 2, 3, 4 Which was the draw at home to Wasps Followed by a disastrous loss At home to Saracens A bad performance by us And then a follow up with a horrendous performance away At eventual League Champions London Scottish That kind of kicked me into gear Because we all went into that season We have a really talented squad here But that's one thing we're really lucky at Um, And we all went into that season Kind of thinking "Ah, It's going to be a walk in the park Um, And that humbled us but it also made me realise how much I actually care, uh, and I I learned that the hard way. But I'm so grateful for it because from then, you know, I I relish Saturdays. Can't wait for them. Uh, like we had Scottish at home, which you know that loss still frustrates me to this day. And I'm looking forward to the 29th of October to to restart that rivalry. Um, but, you know, I was tucked up in bed early doors on the Friday evening. You compare that to the away fixture when I was out with my uni mates until the early hours. So um, I really had a change of attitude and I love it. Like, I'm coming across from East London twice a week, but it doesn't. And, you know, friends who don't play are like, oh, isn't that really long? Like, why'd you do that? When you find something that you love and something you really enjoy, you know, it doesn't feel like that much for sure. You're listening to the Ealing
0: 1871 podcast.
1: Bleed green!
0: You started here five years of age. Mm. Uh, what was it like sort of coming? It was always here about this so way. What was it like coming through the system? How much did you learn? How much did you pick up? And, and let's be honest, how, much, how soon was it before you really started to enjoy rugby? Because not everyone does. Uh, yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's a good question though, because that's something I've thought on the last year as well as I've really found my love for the game. Uh, obviously, coming down as a five year old. Um, meeting Tim Hitchcock fellow squad member for the first time in the Rugby Rats uh you know it's just something your parents take you down well, obviously um with my dad you know he's a big rugby man so it was always going to be a part of my life um but
0: you left was... Floyd's dad, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the yeah. name read about him in the Guardian the yeah re- the Guardian? read
1: his book a uh, week one summer plug that there we go we love a plug we love a plug <laughs> what um, was it called again week one a summer a week one summer yeah um but yeah, you know, it was just a hobby for a while And it was something I always enjoyed It was something I always did Made some great friends through rugby um, Yeah, lucky enough to always be at Ballast Way Didn't have to struggle in uh, Horsenden Hill for a few seasons I'm just young enough for that uh, And yeah, went up through the mini section The youth section And I was, I mean, I was a late bloomer I was very, not very, but I was a pretty small, slight child Also, the speed I have today was non-existent in my teenage years Uh, so I was never really the main man so to speak in the team you know I never won the end of season awards Uh, just kind of kept plugging away because it was just I think now in hindsight it was just what I was used to I wasn't really playing out of pure enjoyment more just oh rugby's just something I do in my life Um, and it was only really when I turned 16, 17 and you know finally developed uh, and (laughs) started puberty (laughs) about time um, yeah, and started to like show a bit more promise on the pitch that I did enjoy it. Um, and then moving into that um, academy phase at uh, Trailfinders. Um, it's funny, I hope, you know, Lace, my old coach, if you're listening to this, I apologise because one of the things that we always said was if you're in that setup, you have aspirations to be a semi pro or professional rugby player, and they were never my aspirations. Um, but at the time, I I thoroughly enjoyed the um, the like the professionalism, you know the 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 whole setup to training, the breakdown between gym and skill work and and review like reviewing your footage. Um, thought it was all great, really enjoyed it. Uh, and it was only as I came out of university, started working full time, I sort of f- I wouldn't say fell out of love with the game because I don't think at that point I was ever truly in love with it, but. Kind of realised there was other things going on in life and didn't really want to prioritise rugby, um, but the 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 mini the youth section itself and that whole setup and the facilities we're lucky enough to have here, you know, I, I can't knock any of it. Uh, it's a great part of my childhood and and I made some friends for life through it. Like some some who still play today: Tim Tim Hitchcock, Patrick Nash, uh, Niall Wake. Um, I don't want to forget anyone now so I, I think it's like lost in sexual speech yeah. but yeah boys who I've played with since a child and still playing with I obviously got my younger brother and didn't play at age group but when we were in the academy together um, it's Josh is it? yeah and would be Josh Devlin
0: you mentioned your time in the academy how many years did you have there how did it fit in with university because of course that was John Lacey and let's not forget Annie Linden, who was the, who was the manager. Could of not Roach, say the great manager. It. Could not speak highly enough. Of in anything. terms of the grounding it gave you, what do those two three years teach you? Um,
1: definitely taught me hard work. Uh, I also I learned a lot of invaluable skills there, uh, such, which give me confidence for the captaincy because in, in my last year in the academy, I I was lucky enough to be captain, um, but I'd spent six years having. William Day, another squad member, back nice to have him back this season. Uh Patrick Nash and Marcus Lowe, who now plays for Henley Hawks, as my captains. Um and I learned like different leadership skills from the three of them. Uh, and stuff which I hope I can attribute and take and take to the squad this season and push us forward. Um, aside from that, it was nice as well being in Manchester for three years. It was always it was a nice excuse to like once every one or two months, you come back for a big game. Uh, that was always good fun. Made you feel like a little bit professional. Um, international duties, yeah, international duties, precisely. Um, but yeah, and the main the main takeaway I have from it is friendship. Like not, not, now I'm talking about, I think of other names. you've got Harrison Slater was in there. He's he still in the squad today. Harry Vidler, Federzan, Sam's come back this season. Louis Walker come back this season. Um, I'm definitely missing one or two others now under the pressure, but it just shows, it shows I think it shows the bond that uh, we forge within that side and also the, the welcome, welcoming nature and community of the club itself. That particularly players who have left feel comfortable enough to come back now, it being they've gone two, three, four, five, even six years.
0: The uh, Louis Stedman era began on last Saturday uh, away at Wasps. How did that go?
1: Yeah, bonus point win. Um, can't complain, five points, five points on the board, ten points from two games. It's what we want. We've got high aspirations this season, we want promotion, so it's the best start we can get. Um, if I were to be negative, it's two games in a row where we've conceded a bonus point try. Um, Purse loves to use the phrase, defence defines us, and it's a phrase I like to get behind because... You know, I'd rather, if I had to, I'd rather scrap out a 3 0 victory than a 60 0 victory. Obviously, scoring tries are great fun, um, and I, I love to get on the score sheet yet to this season, as Ben Pink kindly reminded me earlier in the group chat. Um, but first and foremost, you know, defence sets the tone, and I want us to be a team. That other teams in the league know that when they've got us on their team, their fixture list on the Saturday, they know that they're in for 80 minutes of absolute slog, hard work, battle, and they know that they're going to have to carry as hard as they can because we're going to be there to repel them. So, stuff to work on. But as was mentioned in the huddle, ten points from two games—it's the best start you can ask for.
0: It wasn't confusing for you. You weren't looking around expecting someone to make the the, the captain's speech beforehand, <laughs> as leading team out, anything
1: like that. No, no I, I mean. Uh, I, I, you struggle to keep my mouth shut on a Saturday I like, I, Maybe I like to talk a bit too much So even in the days when I was just vice-captain I'd always try and pipe up with something at the end of the game So it was nothing out of the ordinary
0: And this Saturday, first home match Who are we playing this Saturday?
1: Uh, Tabard We've got Tabard at home this Saturday Three o'clock kickoff. off um, Hopefully another five points We'll see uh, They've only played one game so far this season Which was last week I think they got a bonus point victory They definitely won and it was over Royston, who beat Wasps by a point on the first week of the season. So, based off that, should in theory be a closer game than last weekend, but we shall see. First game, technically, we had our first home game two weeks ago, but obviously, with the pros and the fixture changing, it ended up being at Wasps. So, first game, actual hour our home turf to, on Saturday.
0: What well, time kick off for any interested in this? Three o'clock,
1: three o'clock if you're listening and you want to get down. 3 pm kickoff, Vallis Way. If you want to watch some free-flowing rugby on the 4G, you know where to find us.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. And remember, bleed green.